Very, very interesting what our beloved government has done to our society with all this political correctness over the years. PC. It should stand for political corruption. Or better yet, it should stand for poo containers. Yeah, because we're going to need those containers to put in all the poo they're shoveling our way. By PC, they control what we say because we're scared of being condemned by being called a racist or a sexist or anything else they can think of. And you know what? It worked. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. And this was the first step because if they can control what we say in regular conversation among us, then it would be that much easier to control how we behave. And why? Because we would again be scared of the consequences, consequences and repercussions that would follow if we don't listen to what they say. And that's exactly what's going on now. Their plan worked like a charm because the United States is full of scared, chicken-hearted people that are afraid to talk and behave according to what's right, according to their own conscience. We're scared. That's the bottom line. And as long as we're scared of consequences, they will continue to just laugh at us as they can control us. Like mindless, frightened robots, like the blue or red rock'em sock'em robots years ago. Yeah, years ago it was cool, but not now. With their big, huge, squarish fists and head. So is that what you spent your whole life to become? A mindless, frightened robot? We need to look in the mirror. Yeah, and it's sad, isn't it? And it's going to get progressively worse. Now, in the end times, there will be a false prophet, basically a henchman of Satan, some big dummy that does all his dirty work, like many of the ignorant protesters doing the dirty work of Soros and others. Get a job. But this false prophet will create this image of the beast. The book says the image had the power of speech and of putting to death anyone who refused to worship it. So in the last days, forget about God and Jesus. They're going to be totally thrown to the side and ignored, pretty much like it is now. There's going to be this new image created that we must all worship. No questions asked. And this is nothing new in history, by the way. Absolutely not. It was foreshadowed many years ago in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar. Say that three times fast. Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, he was king of a vast empire and attempted to control the people in every way. He had constructed this huge statue, this huge obnoxious golden image that he expected the people to worship, just like the Bible says will happen in the end times. Now, in Nebuchadnezzar's time, this is what was decreed. The book says, nations and peoples of every language, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, flute, lyre, psaltery, bagpipe, and all the other instruments, you are ordered to fall down and worship the golden statue. Really? Get down on your knees and worship this thing, this image? Never. And by the way, that in that list of instruments, they said something called a psaltery. A psaltery? Do you ever hear that before? What is that? Evidently, it makes music by plucking strings. I guess like plucking the feathers off a chicken one by one. Boy, that must hurt. Sounds like torture. Do people do that? I guess after they're dead. 
hopefully after. But this kneeling and worshiping, it reminds me of the politicians and athletes getting down on their knees to worship God knows what. And by the way, when Pelosi and her whole gang knelt down several weeks or a month or two ago, I'm not sure exactly when it was, with that African garb around their necks, that was so comical. It looked like some of the people who knelt down did all they could not to break out in laughter themselves. I know I laughed hysterically when I saw it. So pathetic. I'm surprised Pelosi and the rest had the energy and stamina to get back up on their feet. What are they, 85, 95 years old by now? Do they ever die? Will they? Should they? I wonder sometimes. But the fact remains that in Nebuchadnezzar's time, they were pushing the same crap on their people. And it was sickening. Get this, the book says, Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be instantly cast into a white hot furnace. So yes, your life was on the line if you chose not to comply. And again, it will be the same at the end times for us. No difference whatsoever. So what will we do? What will you do? Will you keep your honor, reverence, and worship to the one true God, to Jesus? Or will you give in and capitulate to the powers that be? Now, this is an uncompromising choice we all must make. If you're a Christian, you rather die than give up your faith and belief in God Almighty. That's just the way it's got to be. And nobody likes to die. But if it comes to that, so let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. I had to do that. Get my vocal cords in line for a straight hour of chat. Now I'm ready. Okay, I feel good now. But just like Stephen, as they stoned him to death, keep your focus on God and somehow, someway, the power of the Holy Spirit will get you through it, whether you die or whether you survive. It won't matter. Now, back in Nebuchadnezzar's day, there were three brave people who said, hey, I'm not going to go and do this, what he tells us to do. You got to be out of your mind. Go take that image and shove it up your giggy. Hey, I, I, I looked up that word giggy. In one of the definitions, it, it said it's a vagina. Are you kidding me? No, it can't mean that. Right away, you got to make it dirty. No, that's a great American saying. Shove it up your giggy. Should be on Trump's hat, that red hat. His new slogan should be that. Yeah. So these three guys who refused to bow to this image was reported to the king. The book says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Boy, it took me like three years to be able to say those words, those names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was reported to the king that these men, O king, have paid no attention to you. They will not serve your God or worship the golden statue which you set up. Those three guys were three friends of Daniel, as many of us know. So they refused. They said, we're not going to succumb and capitulate to your stupidity and nonsense. Man, I got to tell you, I wish there were more people like this in the world now uh, with courage and fortitude to not break under pressure. Yeah, where is the bravery and the courage? Especially, for instance, like wearing a mask. Hey, I was at um, 
uh, 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 Trump rally yesterday, and nobody wore masks. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah, with their flags and with their signs. Great people. There was about 100 people there. It was at the corner of Route 329 and Laubach Avenue, right down from the high school in Northampton. Oh, it was beautiful. And they're going to do another rally the end of next month and the end of October. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I guess I talked to, what was his name? He's the chairman of the Republican Committee, area number three, Northampton County, Ralston Coleman. He put that whole thing together. Great guy. And I'm just saying, uh, it, that's the place to be. And it's so refreshing to see a Trump rally. The honks, uh, horns were honking. Everybody was excited. There were free hot dogs yet. Free hot dogs, no less. That alone you should show up. So that's the end of next month again and the end of October. I will keep you updated. People are so concerned about politics today. Instead of being on left or right, like your very life depends on it, how about being up or down? Heaven or hell? Yeah, your life does depend on that, comrades. Don't bring up God keeps it all in perspective. No donkey or elephant party here, just God and the Bible. Don't bring up God is here uh, Sunday mornings on WAEB 790 AM from eh, 8 to 9, give or take. Give Robert a call at uh, 610-720-7900. And by the way, is donkey Democrat or Republican? Eh, who knows? Who cares? That number again to call is uh, 610-720-7900. Yeah, and the lines of communication this morning are open, wide open for you. So if you want to call, feel free at 610-720-7900. So these three dudes back in Nebuchadnezzar's day were thrown into the hot furnace because they didn't want to worship the image of the beast. Just like in the end times, we're going to be forced to worship the beast, number one, the Antichrist. We're going to for be forced to worship him and his image, and we're going to be forced to accept the mark of the beast. So if we don't do these three things, we'll either be thrown into prison or killed. That's what the book says, clearly. So these three dudes that didn't want to worship this image of the beast back in Nebuchadnezzar's day in biblical times, they were faced with the consequences of their actions. But you know what? They just didn't care. They didn't care. They knew where their allegiance lied, and it certainly was with no government official. Listen to what they had to say. The book says, there is no need for us to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, can save us from the white-hot furnace and from your hands, O king, may he save us. But even if he will not, know, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden statue which you set up. The golden statue or this golden image again. You know, hey, like I said earlier, shove it up your giggy. Giggy. That's a fun word. That's the theme of this show. Giggy. Hey, Barry, are you on the line? Yep, that's me. How are you doing today, Robert? Hey, what's up? Did you ever heard the? Did you ever hear the word giggy in your life? No, I, I didn't hear any of the good giggy. I just, I just hope they had some potatoes for them hot dogs yesterday <laughs> at, that, yeah. at that rally. 
Oh, yeah. The oh. rally was awesome, man. The hot dogs, free hot dogs available. The whole thing and that just the spirit of the people, good homegrown people. It was beautiful to see. And it, and I always wondered, where are the rallies for Trump and this antivirus hoax thing that they're perpetrating? Great to see. Spirit of America. Now, you're talking about the, uh, what do you call it, works for the image of the beast. I, I think there's a modern-day correlation to that analogy. You know, looking down, you know, looking at the people looking down at their uh, cell phone, that black mirror, so to speak. You know, it's, it's as if they're worshiping technology. That's what the... That's what the Antichrist type figure is going to utilize. Is going to use, uh, utilize technology. You know, Lucifer is the god of light. You know, he and what emanates from a computer and a cell phone? It's light. It's light. He 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 can bend, twist, manipulate, curl. He, he utilizes light, and he can utilize technology to have to implement the, the world government and world currency controlled by a world bank and a world governing body. That's what it's all about. It's all going to be about the. Uh, it's all about world government and, 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 and worshiping the image of the beast, a beast-type system. So anybody who did not worship the image of the beast was, was beheaded. Well, that, that, could, that could be talking theoretically, proverbially. In other words, you, you'll be cut off. You won't be able to do any, you won't be able to uh, institute any, any type of uh, digital transaction without, without the beast, without the beast system. I really like that analogy you brought up of all everybody, literally everybody bowing down as they're looking on their phone. That is very apropos. That is all about worshiping technology, and technology is instrumental in this one world order, like you said. Well, the thing about it, like I said, Lucifer is a god of light. God is a god is a light is a god of sound. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You know, and God said, "Let there be light." So God, he's a sonic God, where Lucifer is a God of, 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 of light and imagery. And like I said, he can utilize that imagery to, uh, to manipulate the minds of men. And that's, that's, how, that's, how the, that's the image of the beast. That's a theoretical image of the beast. It's, it's, it's that computerized technology to manipulate mankind into worship of a beast-type system and a, and, a world, and, and, and a world antichrist. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do much about it. And it's been happening for years now, and it's continuing we can have we can hold rallies though. We can do that. Hey, absolutely. Hey, like they said, see that your hearts not be troubled because these uh, these are signs of the end times. These things must happen first. You know, you have to go to hell before you get to heaven. So we'll just have to all, stand all the more strong. reason to stick with God as much as possible, and He'll get us through whatever's going to come our way. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, my man. All right, you thanks, Barry. Right. You got it. Bye, bye. So these three guys back in Nebuchadnezzar's day who refused to bow down to the powers that be, like many of us are doing now, uh, they got the consequences that came their way to these brave souls. They were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. And if they died, they died. They could care less. Like when you walk out of a restaurant without tipping the rude waitress. Could care less. Don't bring your bad day into my fine cuisine. No, that's unacceptable. Talking to us like Maud talked to Archie and all in the family. Where does she get off? No tip for her. No soup for you. Just like that. So, so what are we going to do towards the end of time when there's a good chance we're going to be faced with the same situation that, the, that these three guys in Nebuchadnezzar's era was faced with. 
what are we going to do? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Well, I pray that we all do the same thing that these three brave friends of Daniel did. And there's no other option for them and for us. The book says they were bound and cast into the white hot furnace with their coats, hats, shoes, and other garments. They walked about in the flames, singing to God and blessing the Lord. So even faced with death, they refused to succumb, singing and blessing the Lord thy God. And this is exactly what we must do when we're faced with a similar or exact situation. Now, in their case, in these three guys' cases, they did not die. They were totally protected and safe because of God Almighty. They walked out of the furnace unharmed, totally without a scratch, without a burn, without anything. They walked out with smiles. Can you imagine? These three guys were totally safe against all logic and reason. But you know what? God many times works against earthly logic and reason. He deals with the impossible sometimes, performing miracles totally against the grain. That's what he does. We can't think of God as a manager of a business, like a manager of McDonald's, simply working with earthly dynamics. No, God is God Almighty, who is so beyond anything we could ever imagine. The book says, God drove the fiery flames out of the furnace. He made the inside of the furnace as though a dew-laden breeze were blowing through it. The fire had no way touched them or caused them pain or harm. A dew-laden breeze. How poetic is that? As opposed to a dog crap-laden breeze blowing over from your neighbor's yard. Yeah, they must clean it up once a year, at most. That's disgusting. So the three friends of Daniel experienced no pain or harm. So as I said earlier, hopefully if and when we're faced with our own death, there will be no pain or harm, and hopefully we will live through it. But either way, as these three gentlemen said, whether we live or die, we stand for the God of the Bible. It's all good. Remember, uh, God will never abandon us, never desert us, ever. And if we walk through that, if we walk through life with that kind of confidence, then nothing can break us down. Nobody can touch us, even in death. We've had so many great matchups throughout the years in boxing, football, and even in elections. 2020 will be no different if Joe Biden runs against, for instance, a, a broomstick. What a great competition that would be. Or perhaps run against a shoebox. Wow, that would be too close to call. Or if Joe Biden would run against a tree stump. What a nip and tuck battle that would be. Or maybe run against a common housefly. Can you imagine the debates? Let's face it, he could compete as long as he's not running against a healthy thinking human being over the age of seven. And by the way, Hunter, come on back to the CCP. They got another cool billion dollars for you. We are Don't Bring Up God, and we approve this message. We air every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. Call in your ballot live at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. Hey, we got NJ on the phone. What's up, NJ? Morning. Boy, brought up so many good topics. Uh, that's how we know the Bible is God's Word because of prophecy. 
God's Word tells us there's going to be a peace treaty between Israel and the Arabs. And guess what just happened just recently? They're brokering a peace treaty in the Middle East. And the key is that that may be the catalyst to the temple being rebuilt. And the key where the temple is, where does the Antichrist, the one world ruler, sit and make his uh, office is in the temple, which is interesting because, remember, it's Antichrist. He tries to mimic God, and he's indwelled by Satan himself. And uh, the idea is that Zion or Jerusalem is where Jesus, Jesus, 1,000 millennial rule would be. So here you're, you're getting uh, the picture on what Satan is trying to accomplish. In essence, trying to knock Jesus off the throne that rightfully belongs to him because, um, you know, as God's Word tells us, there is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved, that the name of Jesus every mouth shall confess and every knee shall bow. So, NJ, and, if you're faced with death, are you prepared to say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ? Kill me if you want. That's going to be very interesting because I think that's coming. Um, the idea are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm asking you. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's what you would Jesus say. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. How can I turn away from what even if you're remember? dead? Even if you're dead two seconds later, it won't even be two seconds. Before your head hits the ground, you're already there. Before your last breath, before your last uh, heartbeat, you'll be there. That's how, uh, that's how it works with Christ. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that uh, allows you to be strong and to, uh, you know, to, to handle situations. And that's the ultimate such situation. Now remember, during the tribulation, which is ushered in with the peace treaty, seven-year peace treaty, and that's when the beheadings start of individuals that don't take the mark of the beast, which begs to ask, is this chip that Gates and everybody's talking about, uh, the vaccine that has the vaccine, the chip has the vaccine, but also be able to follow us all around, will that be the mark or not? I don't know, but we'll see. And the reason is they already got us wearing masks, we're like lemmings to the slaughter, so to speak, going to the stores with masks. And you take a look at the data up until 19. Take a look at the data on masks. They don't work. Even that mask with that number 95, they don't work. It's a joke. But if you feel better, do it. I mean, that's fine. But if you can't, but if you can't say no to a worthless mask, how are you going to say no to this chip or vaccine that's, that's coming that's our way? Exactly what they're preparing us for. They're preparing us for this. And, uh, and the idea is that no one shall be able to buy or sell. Remember, you can't, you know, try to go into shop or wherever where I, I shop and try, you know, they got, you know, unless you uh, have a mask on. Although my wife did go into the shop right last week, forgot her mask, and she thought she was going to get pounced on. She didn't realize until she's in the store. And you know what? There wasn't a big deal. And you know what shop right I go to? I mean, there too. There are people that aren't wearing masks. That's what I've been trying to say. That's why Biden and the rest are building up. Oh, we should wear a mask every second of every day because more and more people aren't wearing masks like I've been saying the last couple of weeks. Hey, thanks for the call, NJ. Okay, shalom. God See ya. Hey, Walt, what's up? Yeah, I'll have you know that on June 2nd, I was also elected to the Northampton County Republican Committee. Are you a part I of know, that? Yeah, I know Mr. Coleman. I represent North Caddy. He he was elected. We had a get-together up at uh, Indian Trail Park on the 30th of July, and right. we, elected, uh, we elected, his name is Larson Coleman, I think. First name was Larson. 
Ralston with an R. Ralston. Hey, are you well, going to show up? The end of, are you going to show up the end of September on the corner of yeah. Route 329 and Lawbach Avenue in Northampton? Yeah, I would have been there. I didn't know about it. Uh, yeah, that's right. At, that's right by the Reichel Funeral Home there. Exactly. And hey, they got like 100 people, give or take, a great turnout. We want to double that next time. So spread the word. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, you know, I'm, I, I never, I never got a computer. You know what I mean? And uh, maybe he sent me. I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, I got and and I never answered any of my uh, uh, my uh, things on the phone either. I got like a hundred unanswered. Uh, well, he seems like a good guy, that. and all the people that were there were great people supporting Trump and fighting oh, against yeah, this. Fake mask up. Nobody great. wore a mask, by the way. Nobody wore a mask. It was great. Yeah, Ralston Coleman, he's a great guy, Mr. Coleman. He, uh, we elected him unanimously to represent. It's District 3. District 3 uh, covers right. uh, Northampton, Northampton Borough, North Caddy Borough, Allen Township, East Allen Township. And he's a real gung-ho guy, you know. Well, uh, he may, hey, may, you, think he, you think he has the power... To get me, well, maybe I told him, you know, maybe I'll have him on as a guest if I ever get back in the studio. But do you think he has the power to get like one of Trump's kid, maybe to come on the air with us or somebody of stature in the Republican Party? Well, uh, you have to talk to uh, uh, Gloria Lee Snover is the chairman. She's the she's the ch the absolute chairman of the Northampton. All right. Well, I'm going to try to get involved now. with that. And hey, maybe we can get one of his kids no. on the air right before the election. Yeah, Ralston knows Gloria real well. Uh, All right. So maybe Gloria can set something up, you know, a Gloria Snow. All right, let me Ralston's ask you, let me ask you, Walt. If somebody told you, okay, Walt, I'm going to ask you if you're an atheist. And if you say you're an atheist, I'm going to kill you. Would you still say that you're an atheist or would you lie just for and, and not be killed? Well, you know, even even the Pope said, you know, they're when they're uh, they were de beheading, you know, these uh, Nazi uh, Islamists over there, you know, and they were beheading the uh, the Christians and whatnot. And the Pope said, you, it's all right to deny. Uh, no, that's know, not true. If you're Christ Islam, if you're Islam, you can deny just to save your life, not in Christianity. So would you well, say, I yes, I'm an atheist, even though they'll kill you? Well, you know what I mean. I I don't plan to have myself in that situation anytime soon. Well, they you won't. You mean, won't so. be in that situation because I, they're going to champion guys like you. They they love atheists. I'm a John. I'm I'm I consider myself a John Wayne atheist. Now you know you know the the, the you know the the Bible thumpers. They like to say, well, an atheist is unpatriotic and this and that. Now that's there's nothing further from the truth than that. Well, that's you know one I thing mean, I'll I, give you, Walt, is that you are very patriotic. Thanks for the call. Okay, we'll see you. All right, yes. Walt is very patriotic. He's a gun guy. All good stuff. All important stuff. Now you know why they're trying to get rid of our guns. Fairly obvious to anybody that has half a brain, don't you think? Seriously. I mean, Christians dying for their faith. That's been happening for years and years in other countries, not in our country, I don't think, yet. But that's going to come eventually, too. Thousands of Christians where somebody points a gun at their head and says, hey, 
do you believe in Jesus? And if you say no, you can walk away, have a nice day. If you say yes, you're dead immediately, shot, or your head chopped off. This happens so many times. We hear stories of this in other countries especially. And even here, I believe somebody came in several times now over the years that said, do you believe in Jesus? And they were shot if you said yes. Hey, we have to have the same courage. Faith has no fear. We're talking about killings. I remember mafia guys taking pride in the way they killed people. Hey, the guy said, yeah, I was very clean. I put the gun right behind him. He didn't know it was coming. One or two bullets and he was dead before he hit the ground. No pain, no suffering. It's interesting, dying. Do we feel pain and suffering through death? I was talking about this to one of my buddies, Joe, uh, yesterday. I remember getting beat up. Now, that's not, that's not the same of getting killed, but when I got beat up one time, and I deserved it because of my big mouth, as I was getting pummeled with his fist, I didn't feel any pain or suffering. It was, it was when the next day that I looked in the mirror, my face was all puffed up and bleeding and broken, and oh, it was terrible. It was a mess, and I felt a lot of pain after the fact, but during it, there was no pain, and eventually you, you feel woozy and you become unconscious or semi-unconscious and you go to the ground, but you don't feel pain during that type of ordeal, and I'm thinking even if you get shot, especially in the head, you feel no pain, but I mean, I'm not making a case for killing, but as far as feeling pain and suffering, even back in the Old Testament when God did it, you know especially the young kids, hopefully they didn't feel any pain as they died, as they were preserved from a lifetime of sin and hell. Like Joe the Baptist said, God was helping these young kids. I know that doesn't make sense offhand, but it is the truth. Young people dying and babies dying in the Old Testament. I don't, I'd like to believe they didn't feel any pain and suffering. I mean, maybe some of them did, but I like to feel most, if not all, didn't feel pain as they died. Ah, that's a whole show in itself. We'll have to we'll have to address that one time. So anyway, uh, now nowadays uh, in Revelation, for instance, I read that and it's very confusing. The first hundred times you read it or so, <laughs> very confusing. But eventually, you begin to see clear points. Clear points that are there, but clear points that were not clear at all when the book was actually written. For instance, like in Isaiah, it said, he was pierced for our offenses and crushed for our sins. And in Psalms, it says, they have pierced my hands and my feet. The word piercing, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what John meant by piercing. They didn't have crucifixion back then when the book was written. And they were confused. They had no idea. But later on, after Jesus died and resurrected from that crucifixion thing, then looking back, it seemed pretty obvious. Well, the piercings mean the nails and the nails through his hands and his feet. Then it all made sense. So only in retrospect, sometimes reading the Bible, looking back, you now understand what was written. And, and, and we see exactly what the plan was and what these words meant. And it's the same in Revelation today. We don't, 
we, we don't understand sometimes what is meant. It's very confusing sometimes, especially in the day of John when it, when it was written in the first century somewhere, the first century uh, A.D. after Jesus' death and resurrection. The book says, it forced all men, small and large, small, well, I mean, let me, let me get this straight here. Where am I? It, it forced all men, small and great, rich and poor, slave and free, to accept a stamped image on their right hand or their forehead. Moreover, it did not allow a man to buy or sell anything unless he was first marked with the name of the beast or with the number that stood for its name. That's what NJ was talking about earlier. And again, now in the first century AD, after Jesus' death and resurrection, people didn't exactly know what John was talking about. You know, what, what, what are you talking about? A mark or a stamp? What does that mean? They had no clue. Could have been an Elvis stamp from the post office for all they knew. And by the way, uh, real quick, the post office, you got to give those guys a break. Don't, don't do this mail-in ballot stuff. Give them a break. They don't want to be flooded and tidal waved like that uh, with all the mail coming in. They have enough as it is. Besides, it's ridiculous. Show up in person like a real man or a real woman uh, and vote. Don't foster this attempt to rig the election like a real man, like Mr. T said when he told uh, the wife of Rocky, come over to my apartment and I'll show you, I'll show you what a real man is like. Great scene. And then they broke out in a fight. But hey, vote in person like we always have done. Okay, let's see what we learned so far, shall we? Don't Bring Up God is a radio show hosted by Robert with his sometime friend and nemesis, I can't tell which, the bored guy. It airs every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. Don't Bring Up God is a live call-in show at 610-720-7900 where you can give comments of intelligence, wisdom, stupidity, ridiculousness, or even insanity. Now that's what real freedom is all about. We play no favorites here. Come one and all. Except maybe for you, listening at the kitchen table, unshaven, in your polka dot underwear. You, maybe we can do without. We've also learned we can agree and disagree with the content of God in the Bible without wishing hell upon each other. So let's keep this locomotive radio show going. Woo-woo! And call 610-720-7900. Go ahead, Thomas. What's up? Okay, um, I just want to make it clear from the start that I'm going to be a gentleman, and I will not call you a hypocrite. Now, however, uh, you a, a number of months ago, you pointed out the Pope's sins, then when I pointed out your sins, you got all twisted out of shape. Uh, so there's kind of a, uh, a duplicity there. Okay, Thomas, Thomas, number one, when somebody says, I'm not going to call you a hypocrite or anything, that's exactly what they are calling you. So, yes, you are calling me a hypocrite. And what I say to that is, I just well, wanted I, to I point out the, the word, facts. Though. I just Even wanted to point out the facts. Yo, yo, stop, I'm talking. I just wanted to point out the facts of what the Pope has done. Did I say he's going to hell? I just want to point out behavior that most people don't know about. That's all. He's the Antichrist? A lot of people believe he's, he's the Antichrist. The, pap the papacy, yes. <laughs> 
I don't know what you're getting at again, Thomas. I mean, what are you getting at? Well, that was what I was getting at to begin with when I called you <laughs> a number of months ago on this subject. But it's, I'm not a hypocrite. Are you saying I'm a hypocrite just I'm, just because I'm giving the other side of an individual that a lot of people don't know about and giving my opinions? Come on. Jo Thomas, why don't you, what you need to do is get back on my side and see me as a friend. You, you attempt to attack me, and it's getting a little boring. I'm trying to do you a favor, Robert. I am being your friend. This is constructive criticism, Robert. Okay, give me some the more. Give me some more. Is, here's, here's the constructive part, Robert. All right. Take your own advice. All you have to do, it, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a long convoluted process, Robert. All you have to do is listen to your own radio show. Okay, so what you're saying, so what you're saying is, so yourself. what you're saying is, I should never give constructive criticism on anybody ever again. No, give constructive criticism, but take your own advice. I don't know what you're talking about. I really if don't. You're, if you're going to, if you're going to point out the Pope's sins, Get ready to, to get your own sins pointed out. The only problem is, you know, I, I mean, I realize the Pope is a sinner, but and and he should he should be uh, held accountable. But for somebody like you to hold him accountable, I, I'm not know, holding anybody accountable. Are you out of your mind? I'll hold you accountable because you're a caller on my show. I'm not holding anybody accountable. I never pretended to be God. You're doing this again. I again, it's kind of boring. That was I was just listening to that show from March. I was listening to it this morning. You said that the Pope has to be held accountable, and and he he does, but not by you, Robert. Well, you know, by, that's by your interpretation. Like that uh, that Vigano, is listen, yeah. listen, listen. Jeez, that is your interpretation of what I meant, and to me. My interpretation back to you is that you're totally twisting it for your gain once again, for you to show me as somebody unfit to do a show. It comes back to the same motive, and I'm bored of it. Thanks for the call. See ya. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Joe. good morning. Um, <clears throat> well, <laughs> how, how do I follow that? <laughs> yeah, let's ignore that, um, okay? Go ahead. Um well, it's interesting when you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you covered the law, the Ten Commandments, and Jesus did it, Paul did it, Peter did it, Old Testament prophets do it. When we covered a law, and especially, uh, you know, thou shalt not make unto any graven images, that, that's the sin of Nebuchadnezzar and in the book of Daniel and Revelation, uh, idolatry, turning something man-made into God. When, when <clears throat> we do that, meaning we point out this law, uh, religious, self-righteous, religious people, the Pharisees, the Judaizers, the scribes, the lawyers, they get offended to the point they start personally attacking Jesus, Peter, Paul, all, all the apostles, to the point where they wanted to kill Jesus. So it's very interesting we see that playing out <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. Um, but... <clears throat> really, I mean, I grew up Catholic. The sin of Catholicism, the Eucharist, taking something man-made, turning it into God and worshiping it, that's idolatry. And all false re religions will unite. 
Um, and the thing is, with the Pope, you know, the Pope claims to be ex-cathedra, infallible, all that stuff, and I think all you were doing was pointing out, look, uh, the Pope is not sinless, he is a sinner, and he needs a savior. People so, don't like to hear the it, other side. For instance, Mother Teresa, I don't know if you know anything about her, but we're going to talk about her in the future. There's another side to her saintly right. story. I hate to tell everybody, and we're going to discuss it. And what are, one other thing, yeah. you know, Thomas mentioned about sinning. I agree with him that we should confess our sins to one another. The Bible says that. I have no problem with that. But I do have a problem with somebody pretending and disguising themselves as a friend or somebody that's trying to be helpful only to bury you into the ground and attack you. I mean, you got to check your motives yeah. behind your your words. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we hold each other accountable. You're talking about James, confess your faults one to another. That word in Greek, paroptima, is a sin right. of a believer. Um, it's, not, it's not that a human being can forgive sins. Only God forgives sins, and that's right. the key difference. Confessing sins to a priest and t saying he can forgive, no, no, only God forgives sins. So there's a big difference there. Um, that would be like me saying, hey, hey, Robert, I, I have this issue with ang anger. Please uh, pray for me. But you pray to God. The only entity in heaven we are to pray to is God, no one else. And the only Savior is Jesus. Uh, Acts 4, there is our salvation than any other. None other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Only Jesus can forgive no, our and, sins and save us. And I guess I was being accused of being God on earth, but there's only one man that I'm familiar who claims he's God on earth, the vicar of Christ and so <laughs> forth. But hey, I had enough of that. Thanks for the call, Joe. Yep. Yeah, so talking about Revelation and other books of the Bible, sometimes we do have to wait and look back to understand what the Bible actually meant. Now, it makes total sense what Revelation meant. We are not going to be able to buy and sell in our economy without mostly likely a computer chip inside our body. Our government is telling us that this will be the case in the near future. It started with the mask, and it will end with this vaccine slash chip slash artificial intelligence to track us 24-7. They'll say we need it to protect us from the virus and other viruses that come our way, and, and it's all BS. And as far as this mask is concerned, as NJ was talking about, and as I talked about the last couple weeks, simply when you go shopping, don't wear one. The employees are told to leave you alone and not bother you. So let's stop wearing them. If we can't say no to, to a flimsy, worthless mask, as I said, how are we going to say no to a vaccine slash chip inside our body? And, and Trump seems to be going along with that. Boy, I hope he changes his tune. Not, not good to hear. So the bottom line to all this is worship nobody but God. Worship no man on earth. But God, get down on your knees for nobody. Even John, kneeling down to an angel, was told, No, get up. I am merely a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and those who heed the message of this book. Worship God alone. Worship God alone. That's pretty easy to understand. You either stand with God or with Satan. Make the choice. And that choice 
should be made as soon as possible. Like when asked to step out of the vehicle by the by by the, by the police, by out of your vehicle by the police, do it as soon as possible. Just do it and shut up. Don't reach for anything. Don't complain. Don't fight. Don't give an attitude. Just do as you're told and everything will be fine 10 out of 10 times for the most part. Come on. You see these issues on TV, but they don't show you what the guy did before trouble ensues. The behavior of the perpetrator. You know, you're told to step out of the vehicle. Just do it and shut up. Get out. Hey, this uh, this convention stuff, Democrat, Republican coming up. I guess the Democrats, they 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 were they were very big of them to say the Pledge of Allegiance, only they took out the under God part. Under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. They just didn't say under God. Are they out of their minds? What do they want to say? Under Pelosi or under Gates? <laughs> They're quite infantile and pathetic. I, 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 that's my opinion. I, I've got to say it. Gates, Gates and Zuckerberg. They strike me as aliens. Are they aliens? If you would zip down, I see they, I, I'm thinking they have a big zipper on the back and you would zip it down and a little alien would pop out, some four foot alien. I do not trust those guys. Uh, and their backgrounds are incredibly shaky, especially Gates. And we're going to listen to that lunatic? He's the authority? I don't think so. Hey, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we'll love we love you, and we'll see you again. Town available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app, now number one for podcasting. This is News Radio 790 WAEB, an iHeartRadio station. <laughs>